Radio City Sports Saint and Snods with OD's designerclothing.com from the women's store Michael Kors and Canada Goose. Peter E, Derek Mountfield and Neville Southall are just some of the former Blues that have led the tributes to Everton great Andy King. He passed away on Wednesday at the age of 58. The former midfielder scored 67 goals in 248 appearances in two spells for the Blues. One man who was very close to King, of course, is Graham Sharp. Sharpie. Good afternoon, boys. Hi, Hi, are you at the, air, the airport, mate, are you? I am, mate. I forgot all about it. It was coming on your show. Oh, thanks, thanks. I'll have, to, I'll, have to, I'll have to put that beer aside. It's the, it's the best show on radio and you're not interested in coming on. <laughs> not as I know it's the best show on radio. Saint holds you up. <laughs> <laughs> Sharpie, are you heading out at the airport or are you coming in? I'm going out, Saint. We're going to Dublin. We've got a supporters event tonight. Oh, so yeah. we're just on our way out now. Oh, yeah. T- be a... Take the headache tablets. Yeah, no. few Maybe a few Guinness going. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Sharpie, one fella that you'd love to be on that Dublin trip with you, because uh, he does know how to hold court with the lads. He's obviously Andy, Andy King. What a shock it's been, pal. Oh, it was. Snods. I got a call uh, on the morning. It was Peter Reid that gave me the call, and he, and he said, Kingy's passed away. And I was like, what? You having a, you having a laugh at He said, no, he has. He said, suddenly this morning. So it was a real, real shock. Kingy was Kingy was a diamond. Mm. Snods, for those that didn't know him, he was the life and soul of the party. He was a pest. But he, was a nice, <laughs> he, he was a pest, yeah. but he was a nice pest. He would cause trouble in an empty house. But he was a smashing guy. He was an absolute smashing guy. So it was a really, really... Uh, shock when I heard the news. What, what was he like in the dressing room, Sharpie, with with your all? Was he was well, he, he always full of it, always soaking? Yeah, listen, first and foremost, he was a fantastic player. Yeah, we great ability. Yeah. yeah, great ability, uh, great feet. In the dressing room, he was just a nuisance. He was just like, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't sit still, wouldn't shut up. He was hyper. Uh, <laughs> but he was great. And he was always one for, for, for pulling the legs of each other and, and getting people into trouble. Kingy was there, and then Kingy, when he got into trouble, when I first came down, uh, when Kingy started trouble and it was going to boil over, he always used to rely on his big mate George Wood to help him out of things, kind of thing. So he always had a backup, Kingy. He, could, he couldn't quite sleep, but Woody could. So, but he was, he, was a, he, was a, he was a top man, obviously. When I first came down, uh, he was there, obviously, and uh, George Wood, and he kind of looked after me. Uh, but when we finished and he moved on and he went away to Holland to play, uh, kept in touch, and you know when he, when we met up again in the the former players' days, he was life and soul of party. He yeah. held he held court. Mm. What kind of player would he show up for them who don't know who didn't know or didn't see Andy King? Snods, it was fantastic feet, really really skillful player. Uh, could score goals, uh, had an eye for goal. Don't ask him to tackle. He was never a tackler. Mm. Uh, he jumped out of tackles. Uh, didn't want to do that side of things. And he was really top player, a goal-scoring midfield player. Uh, but he had everything, he had incredible skill. I remember in pre-season, he used to always get the apprentices in the huddle and bring them over and say, right, I'll have a bet with you. Because uh, he liked a bet, as you know, yeah. Snods. Yeah. And he said, have a bet with you. He says, I'll play it, keep you up. And the kids would go, yeah, OK, I'm good at keep you up. So they'd start. He said, but there's only one condition. I have to sit down as I'm keeping the ball up. Mm-hmm. And he used to sit down and keep the ball up, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot. 
for like 10, 15 minutes. Meanwhile, all the kids who were trying to play it the proper way were running all over Belfield trying to catch the ball. And Kingy used to take money off them every single day to keep it up. But he had all the ability in the world. It was just a shame they didn't get any international caps. I think he was close, and then he got a serious knee injury, mm. uh, which curtailed him a little bit. But fantastic player, fantastic player. Chappy, people go on about the modern game now and like, you won't be able to play in it, you won't be able to play in it, he won't be able to play in it. Could Andy King play in the modern game today? All day long. I mm. think the modern day would, would suit him. You know, whether they get more time in the ball, uh, especially in midfield. We look at midfield players now and they've got a tendency just to pass it sideways. That, that was never Kingy. You know, I think this year at Everton we were trying out for people maybe to make a forward pass a little bit quicker. Kingy was that player. He could, he could see a pass, he could make a pass. And he could also get, get beyond the strike and get in the box and score goals. So, without a shadow of a doubt, he could play today. Well, he scored 67 goals uh, at mm. Everton. Now, that's a lot of goals for midfield, isn't it? I mean, if you'd have played today scoring 67 mm. goals and what, 248 appearances, you know, and maybe, he, I don't think, did he take penalties? Sharpie, did he take a penalty? Uh, not not I really. So. Saying, I don't think he did. I don't think he was, a, I think he's probably taken one or two through his career, uh -huh. but I don't think he was a, the permanent penalty taker. Uh -huh. But the thing about him, well, was that he could he could arrive late in the box and he could score goals, uh, you know, it, it, it great ability, you know, set pieces as well, free kicks, you know, where he was maybe down the pecking order, but when it was required, he could take free kicks as well. So, you know, he was just a special player. He was a, he was a silky player uh, in, in those days when it was all about, you know, rough and tumble in midfield. That was never Kingy. Kingy was never that sort. Kingy wanted to get on the ball and play. He did like it bogging over his head. Uh, so he wanted to get the ball down and flow and play. And I think if you're talking about could he fit into the Everton team under the manager, I think he would, mm. he would, he would, that would be his ideal, like to play under a manager who wants to get him on the ball and play. Uh, I don't think Gordon Lee was that kind of manager when he was playing him. But uh, certainly uh, he could play He could play at this day. Well, Shabby, not with the, with the modern game now, the squads are of, of 20, 24. Would he, be in your, would he be in a squad of, say, 17 of your best players you've played with at Everton? Yes. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's just unfortunate that the, the second spell he had didn't really happen for him, and you know there was an emergence of you know other up and coming midfield players, and he didn't really get a chance. He was disappointed that he wasn't playing, you know, more often, and I think that's what led to you know his eventual departure. But uh, yeah, he was he'd be up this noise definitely. You know, when when you ask, you know, well, it's like when you come down at first and you see players training, some people jump out at you right away. He mm. was one of them. He was one of them you could see in training. Wow, you know he's he's different class. Almost just a smile on his face. You know when things are going well. He was a he was an old fashioned footballer. He was he was one of those who hated not playing. He mm. hated training all week and and sitting it out. You know that wasn't for him. He wanted to go and play. You know so I think that's when he moved on. Obviously he'd be at QPR, Luton, Everton, went over to Cambridge. I think it was in in Holland. So he wanted to play Kingy. Mm. You, you mentioned a little bit earlier about um, Roberto wanting that kind of player like Andy King for next season. Do you think that is what we need in somebody Sharpie for next season? A couple of players that can yeah, be creative? Yeah, definitely, Snodds. I think the problems this year have been in the final third. I think, you know, you look at goalkeeper back four, two holding midfield players, I think they've been okay, whatever mix you want to make of that. Uh, but I think it's in front of that that the problems have been with Lukaku up front on his own. It's a three in behind. The, the manager's, you know, changed it from week to week, but I don't think he's hit on a, a perfect midfield three, if you like, behind the strike. And mm. I think 
Kingy, if he was playing today and he was in the centre of that midfield and given the licence to go and play, you know, I think he'd be ideal. So somebody like that that can make things happen in the final third. Can, can, uh, no. Sorry, on, Paul. sorry, Can we not? Can we not look at Ross Barkley? I know he's not had a, a great season this season, mm-hmm. Chappie. The expectation levels. We we all wanted him to do well. He, he he burst on the scene, scoring goals. Can Ross not get back to that for us? It's not. It's not. As I sincerely hope so. Mm. And and it's, and again, it's the promise is still there from Ross. He, he probably had a disappointing season. I think everybody built him up so much after the World Cup and saying this is going to be a season. It probably has happened for him, but. It's not a case you give up on him. You still think that he can, he can go in and and, and make a difference uh, next season. Not only time will tell, but again, it's with kids as well. You've got to you've got to treat them with kid gloves at times. You mm. just can't throw them in. And I think Ross was affected a little bit. He got a little bit of stick, you know, from the crowd. You know, certain games, you know, and that would affect him. So yes, Ross can still step up to the plate, but I still think a little bit of experience in there. I think when you look at the three we play in, whether it be Naismith, McGeady, Ozzy, Ross. Uh, Stephen Pienaar if he's fit I think Stephen Pienaar and Ozzy if they stay fit are a big big players for us I yeah. think they, they can give us a crap but I think the manager said that he wants a number 10 to come in and and, uh, and and G things up a little bit I agree with not this is a number 10 but I just think we need to get that, that three that plays behind Romelu correct and, and right so that every week you know what you get and I think at times we, we do change it too much you know, but I think the manager's look just looking for that winning formation and, and the, the, the players who fit into that formation uh, I think Ross has still got a massive part to play don't get me wrong mm. uh, but I just think if we had to bring people in I think it's in the forward areas that, that we need to improve mm. Sharpie thanks for your time this, uh, this uh, afternoon mate we'll leave you to the VIP lounge uh, safe oh, okay. trip enjoy VIP, it mate and VIP uh, lounge I wish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll not speak to you tomorrow. I'll leave it till Monday. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. A good idea. All right, Paul. Right, right, safe flight, Paul. See you later. That's what Sharpie nods on Radio yeah. City Sports. Ian St. John, Ian Snowden. This is Saint and Snods on Radio City and City Talk.